Today we are doing uh, what I think you teed it up nicely, a very generational beloved movie uh, from 1993. It's the 30th anniversary of Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, this was released November 24th, 1993, so we're just a, a couple of weeks away from its uh, actual debut anniversary. Directed by Chris Columbus. It was written by Randy Mayan Singer and Fine and Leslie Down. And I'll just give a shout out to uh, Randy Singer, who's an, actually an acquaintance of mine and a terrific writer. Hmm. Um, and it stars, of course, the great Robin Williams, as well as Sally Field, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, it won one Oscar for Best Makeup, and that probably comes as no surprise <laughs> since uh, uh, there was so much time that Robin Williams spent in the makeup chair. In fact, it was almost about four and a half hours every day that uh, Robin Williams was in that makeup chair uh, to become Mrs. Doubtfire. The movie was a great success. It was the second highest grossing film of 1993, just behind a, a little film called Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> so uh, very successful. Um, it's included in the AFI's uh, list of top 100 famous movies. Um, the character of Mrs. Doubtfire was actually first performed by Robin Williams at a show that uh, comedian Andy Kaufman did at Carnegie Hall. And Williams pretended to be Kaufman's grandmother. And that was sort of the genesis of that character. The movie itself was actually based on a British novel. Uh, during the, the mid-'70s, author Anne Fine, who I mentioned as one of the co-writers, uh, was uh, she, she uh, walked by a, a little shop that sold jewelry and furs and stuff, and she never actually walked in. But the owner on the, on the door was Madame Doubtfire. And she remembered that name when she wrote her book, Alias Madame Doubtfire. The original film was supposed to be much darker, showing the toll a divorce can take on children. It was ultimately decided to make the film a lot more family-friendly, and uh, some of the more dramatic scenes were cut uh, as a result of that uh, change in tone. Uh, Robin Williams, of course, is very famous for his uh, improvisational style. Uh, and Chris Columbus would use three cameras at a time sometimes to shoot his scenes uh, because he was uncertain what he was going to do. And, <laughs> and for those who don't know, that's pretty unusual to, to use three cameras uh, unless you're doing a big stunt or something like that that needs, that needs coverage. And sometimes he would shoot a scene 15 to 20 times because Williams wasn't satisfied that he had worked it all out of his system. And uh, first he would play the scene as scripted a couple of times. Then he was allowed to improvise or playing. I'm using quotes, as uh, Williams called it. And, uh, you know, you can imagine just uh, uh, working with Robin Williams in that regard. In fact, there was so much improvisation that Robin Williams did that there could have been like three or four films <laughs> of different edits of a PG, a PG-13, and even R-rated edit, uh, though it was always intended to be released as a PG-13 film. Joe, when you look at Mrs. Doubtfire, and I don't think mm -hmm. any of us could put any other actor into that role as Mrs. Doubtfire than Robin Williams, but you always go down the casting road. Was there any other thought of anyone else besides Robin Williams? Well, in fact, Tim Allen was offered the role of uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and Daniel Hilliard, that's the, the, the uh, alias uh, uh, role when he's not uh, as the husband. Um, but uh, he rejected them both. He actually went on to do uh, the Santa Claus instead. Hugh Grant was considered for that role, Steve Gutenberg, and I like this one, Alan Rickman, uh, who we all <laughs> sort of know as uh, a villain, uh, was uh, 
considered for the role of uh, Daniel Hillard and, mm. and uh, Matt, or Matt, I'm going with the, the old book version. This is Doubtfire. Um, some other uh, roles uh, for Stu, uh, that's the role that Pierce Brosnan eventually got. Uh, Rupert Everett, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Liam Neeson were considered for that role. Mm. In fact, this is a role uh, that really kind of reignited Pierce Brosnan's career because he kind of stagnated following uh, his TV series, Remington Steel, that had ended a while back. And then two years after doing Mrs. Doubtfire and kind of getting back on the map, he would be offered uh, the James Bond role, and he did that successfully for a number of years. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Continue to roll. I thought you were done. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, kind of similar to uh, if anyone remembers when we discussed the movie Tootsie, Robin Williams wanted to sort of uh, test his believability as Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, are people going to buy me in this character? So during filming, he went to an adult bookstore and tried <laughs> to make a purchase in the Mrs. Doubtfire getup. Uh, he was able to do it without anybody recognizing him. So uh, apparently the getup worked. <laughs> I love that. Joe, let me ask you this. And I don't know if Robin Williams sometimes gets his just due of an actor because we look at his silliness and the impromptu stuff in some of the movies. But I actually thought this was his best piece of work. He played a villain in a couple of things. And of course a teacher as well. And a doctor and such. I think this is his best role. Do you have any thoughts on Robin Williams, either as an actor or this role here? Well, he certainly could do dramatic roles. I mean, you've already mentioned that, uh, you know, as a villain in a one hour photo and, and, um, uh, you know, Goodwill Hunting, he was a, a, a psychiatrist. And, and, you know, so he did, could do serious roles and did them very successfully. Um, you know, certainly uh, in terms of box office success, this is one of his, his uh, most enduring roles. And, uh, of course, every actor kind of likes to play two roles. And he got to play uh, Daniel Hilliard and Mrs. Doubtfire together here. And, uh, you know, there was actually uh, some, some talk of a sequel uh, is, you know, very early on, and uh, that kind of sort of died on the vine. But then discussions started reigniting around uh, 2014 uh, with an announcement that Williams and Chris Columbus, the director, would be teaming up to do a sequel. Of course, Williams' sudden and, and tragic death uh, just a few months later sealed that project's fate, and, uh, you know, there's no one that's going to replace him at this point. 